Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome into the PHNX Rising podcast this Thursday. Looking ahead towards Rising's clash against Loose City coming up on the weekend. I'm Owen Evans. I'm joined by someone new. You <laughs> haven't been in here before. I've Introduce never, yourself. Yeah. My name is Enrique Rupert. I'm a journalist uh, with Cronkite News. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you've been out a few times now out to training, haven't you? Uh, and uh, getting used to the, the feel of the new squad. Yeah, this is about a mountain. Getting accustomed. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, so, you know. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind <laughs> me at this point. Yeah, but I'm just trying to get accustomed to the culture of the Ryzen. And it's been nice so far. So, so far, so good. And uh, it's actually a, a rare case here. We've got a completely non-American show, right? Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Nice. So, we'll, nice. we will be referring to it as football today, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, oh, well, We always refer to it as oh, football wow. on here. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. But we've got plenty to talk through today. You know what? Let's start actually a little bit of a focus maybe on Phoenix Rising. There's a few different things going on here. I think let's start actually looking at this week in training. Now, things have been different, different to what they're normally like. And why? They've been different because Juan Guerra isn't here. He's actually away in Texas doing his pro license course. For some reason, they wanted to meet up for a seminar in the middle of the season. Thank you, U.S. Soccer. But he's away in his place. Danny Stone was speaking to us at Media Availability on Wednesday. So let's have a listen to what he said about Juan's absence this week. I mean, I think we we communicate very regularly. Um, We obviously plan very well for the week in terms of what we're looking for. Um, constant communication with Juan while he's out of town as well. So as far as, I mean, obviously we, we miss him as a, as a figure here, but as far as the work that goes on during the week, it's, uh, it's not a problem at all. As a coaching staff, as a technical staff, we'll take the lead and we work with the players. And, um, and what I would say is so far the players have been outstanding this week in terms of their effort and how they've approached the week. Um, and that's credit to them. And, you know, it's, it's never something that we're concerned about. We ask a lot of them and they uh, and they give us a lot and nothing's changed this week as far as the planning, the preparation. But uh, like I say, most of all, how the players have responded this week is no different and, and better than other weeks. And so we're, we're extremely pleased with how, how they've worked so far. It was definitely a different feel to it, wasn't it? I mean, we're used to seeing Juan out there in the middle and getting stuck in himself. I feel like even though he wasn't there, you know, the boys looked like they were responding well to, you know, as the assistant coach. Uh, but it's going to be a lot different. Obviously, Juan is not there, Kev not there. So we'll see on Saturday how they respond in the game because that's been the problem thus far for the at least most of the season. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, you mentioned Kev there. He, of course, being the other major absence in that. He's away on international duty. One the great result for Jamaica was it today in a friendly. <laughs> yeah. Well, to one. Producer Emma there just queuing up a video at random. Let's get back to that one. Yeah, yeah. one of the best results for them yeah, I mean, friendly. 2-1 losing to Qatar. I mean, that's not a very favorable result. Two weeks out from the Gold Cup. Uh, 
obviously they would if they qualify from the group they would have the chance to play Qatar later on but as of right now losing 2-1 to Qatar and also why why is Jamaica in Austria right I now? don't know why we, we've been debating this now for the last like 24 48 hours just why 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 Austria why yeah. <laughs> you're, you're playing against uh, you know you're playing in the gold cup this summer in uh America in America a lot of your players are American-based, and so you decide a week out from that opener, let's go to Austria. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, Digali there in the chat just to say uh, hello to you. Also, Juan will not miss the game. It was just training this week. He will be, barring some disaster, I'm sure, back in Phoenix ready for the match on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, Kev... He's going to be a pretty big absence, isn't he, really, yeah, in that back line? For sure. I mean, he has been one of the most influential. First of all, he's a leader, and he's been one of the most influential and best players, in my opinion, in the league uh, this season, even though he's playing also position, his natural position. Uh, so they, they will definitely miss him, and I think that they would need to have extra bodies in there to, you know, make up for Kev's absence, especially if he doesn't make it to next Wednesday's game as well, because they have games on Saturday and Wednesday. It's a quick turnaround. So, you know, he's going to be a very big miss for them. You imagine he won't, even if he were to end up back in, in Phoenix. You know, I mean, it's a Monday game, the next friendly, right? It's yeah. not not so, ideal, not ideal, really. Um, time we, we've seen that before. Mm -hmm. I mean, from Austria, that's not a, that's not a short hop, yeah. that, no. So, I mean, what, the soonest he could probably fly is Tuesday and then... Yeah. No, it's, it's we, unlikely. We've seen crazier things, though. So, we have. We so, have. <laughs> I have seen that in the past sometimes. Players effectively get straight off the plane from Jamaica duty and that night they're playing for Phoenix yep. Rising off the bench. And so I, I honestly would not be surprised, to be honest. It's, it's the USL. Anything could happen. <laughs> As going back to my new catchphrase, which is, is USL Championship always pick the most bizarre option. That's what's going to happen. But <laughs> without him there, yeah, it's going to really cause some problems for Rising in terms of the number of bodies they've got available. Um, you know, you look at Motraore still not really back to the position that you'd want him to be in without having a guy like Kev Lambert available. So that's going to really hit them in terms of the way they've been playing recently. In terms of just the quality, I don't think there's anyone else on the team really at the centre-back position. I mean, Daniel Crutzen's a good player. Yes, I think he can step up and really fill in there, but he's already on the field. Yeah. I don't think there's necessarily any depth there that's really going to compete with. Obviously. Kev Lambert in terms of talent. I mean, there's very little in the league that can compete with Kev Lambert for talent. I think he's been a, an elite player at that defensive midfield or centre-back position pretty much since he arrived in 2017 yeah. in this league. I, I honestly think he's the best player, best defensive player in this league. Bannon, uh, you know, he the, the quality he brings with his experience, obviously playing for Jamaica, and he's been accustomed to this league and this... Uh, you know, stadium for, well, not stadium, but, you know, the home Phoenix atmosphere for six years now. So, obviously, that experience is, is going to be a huge miss for them. And it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they do and how they make up for his absence. Indeed, it will be. But, I mean, there's also then the leadership side. I know you, you hinted at that one earlier. But Kev has worn the armband a lot this season with Darnell King, the club captain, kind of in and out of the lineup, not getting those consistent minutes in order to wear the armband on the field. Kev's been the one really to deputize for him. You'd have to imagine now, it's probably going to be Daniel Crutzen or Manuel Artiaga, the two guys that, that Juan early in the season was pointing to. They are the, the leadership committee almost, those two along with Darnell and with Kev. And so it's got to be one of them. 
how important do you think it's going to be that they step up in this game? Ah, uh, it's it's key. I've seen hints from Crutzen, you know, stepping up. He he obviously takes a lot of the set pieces as well. Uh, and he's he he has been pretty solid thus far for the season. And I think his leadership will have to come out this weekend and on Wednesday as well. You know, he he seems that he's also very experienced coming from uh, Canada. He's played uh, in Europe before, I believe. So you know, he he has experience. So he needs to step up and show. He's also a leader, and but it's very big shoes to fill in in Kevin Lambert. So very big shoes to fill. I'm not sure they could even even do the celebratory flip either if they were <laughs> to score a goal. But we did hear from Danny Stone as well this week on Kev's absence and what that means for the team. Well, I think any time that a player is called on international duty, it's a it's a great thing for that player. It's a great thing for the organisation and. Um, as a club, we're extremely proud of Kev and we wish him obviously nothing but uh, the best of success uh, with Jamaica this week. As far as the impact on the, on the squad, obviously Kev is a, is a big piece of the team. He's a team captain. Um, he's a, a leader with the group and so obviously we'll miss him. But I think as far as the rest of the team goes, it's a great opportunity for other leaders, which we certainly have in the team, to step up. And uh, I don't see that we'll have any issue in terms of, of players stepping forward, leading the group and given the right energy and, and presence that, uh, that the team need through this week. Definitely going to be a lot of competition. You'd imagine within the team to kind of replace those roles, and they really do need, I think, it's not just and It's not just Arteaga, as we point to these guys. There's a lot of people who need to step up, really, to fill in the gap there, because it's, I, I think, the way that Rising play in terms of just everything that goes into it, from the possession, from the... The, the slower build-up, you need everyone on that team buying in, everyone in that team playing at a very high level, and everyone ready to ultimately pitch in, I think, when things sometimes go a little bit wrong. We've seen them turn the ball over in some awkward positions. You need a lot of people to be switched on, to be ready, and especially without someone like Kev, who can probably recover better than some of the other defenders on this team, you really, really just need to be at 110%. Yeah, also, he's he's one of the tallest players in on, on mm-hmm. Ryzen. So, you know, that aerial threat as well from set pieces, defending set pieces, you know, just defending balls in the air. He he usually wins those balls, you know. So, Krutzen, Krutzen and uh, Femayo has, have to step up defensively because they, they, they've struggled. They've really struggled to score and... Once they concede, it's it's going to be very difficult to, you know, chase the game for 90 minutes and, and try to recover a result. You know, we saw they recover a result over the weekend. But if you, if you try to do that for 34 games in a season, you're not going to be very successful. So this this is a very big miss for them and people need to step up. And it's, it's about time we've been hearing for the last three, four weeks, you know, performances, performances, performances. But I think it's time now that we need to see those performances in order for Phoenix to qualify for the playoffs one and, you know, actually challenge for the title once again. Well, that's something that's, yeah, we, we hear it all the time from Juan the talk about how it's performance oriented. And I get it. I get that. Look, he's building a project here. He's building something that he wants to look at, at the end of the season and say they went from being okay at the start of the year to being a team that are quite formidable by the end of it and i understand in that sense you want to focus on the performances you want to focus on the little bits more so than maybe an individual result but i will say this there's a there's also a difference between being performance oriented and not being hugely results oriented in individual games and being performance oriented and not results oriented when it comes to a bigger picture or a longer spell there's that that is a really big difference in terms of just making sure that look they have to 
kind of turned these last few results around. It's not been great. I think, look, I was speaking about the Oakland game earlier uh, before the show, and it was one of those games that you just kind of look at and say, well, after the game, they trailed twice, you'll take the draw. Before the game, if you said, would you be okay with the draw, the answer would have been a resounding no. No, no not against Oakland, not against yeah. a team that could have realistically done... Yeah, Rising, Rising could have done a lot more in that yeah. game. They could have gone and made a statement again by getting that result at home and showing, okay, we can put some of those weak results behind us. We can move on and improve. They didn't do so. Um, and now it, it's one of those things. It puts pressure then on games like this. It does. Un- unnecessary pressure as well. Because, first of all, they should not have lost to Las Vegas. No, it, not in the slightest. It, it, it was a team still at the bottom of the table struggling for Hadn't form. won a game at that point. Honestly, <laughs> outplayed for, for at least 18 minutes. Las Vegas were outplayed. And still, they couldn't pull the result off, you know. And and it's 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 that time. 13 games in, they need to be winning games, you know. I understand the performance-oriented side of things, but at certain points, you need to switch that performance orientation from from that to, well, we need to win. However, however, we can win, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a scrappy one-nil win or or a not good performance, you know, win. It's Wins matter at the end of the day. You're, pl- you're playing for a title. Mm-hmm. You're not playing for, oh, well, we just here. We showed up, you know. And, that, and that's it. another thing, too. You get paid for points, not passes. Exactly. And another thing, too, there's no pressure on them to get relegated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like a, how Europe is promotion relegation here. If you come last, you're obviously in the USL again next season. So I think that's another uh, factor that USL and US soccer should be really looking into. And maybe oh, we we'll can have up. that debate for a long, I mean, long time. I feel like we're both on the same <laughs> side of that debate, but we can have that one for a long, long time. I think, though, when you're looking as well, just more broadly at Rising, one person that I think we, we've kind of spoken about him a lot on this podcast. We've we've looked at some of the things he's been doing wrong. I think we, we also do need to give a bit of an acknowledgement to the fact that Manuel Arteaga now has had six goals in 13 league games. Which, given a lot of the doubts, given a lot of the question marks, I think, look, he's an inconsistent player, yes. But if you're getting six goals in 13 games, you're looking at the end of the season, this is a guy who could be, well, pushing, I don't know, 15 goals. That's not a bad haul. Yeah, I mean, and, and he also has four assists or five assists to go mm-hmm. with those six goals as well. So, But I think in the last couple of games, he's been pretty absent in terms of getting the ball, receiving the ball, you know, link up play. Mm-hmm. I think he's been a little bit absent in the last, well, not really last game he scored, but the two games prior to that, I think mm-hmm. he was a little bit absent. It was like he was there, but not really. And I think he, he could be doing a little bit more for the team in terms of building up play or holding holding up the ball for people like Trejo and now uh, Amanakas. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see with the new pieces that Juan has, how he implements those pieces if he could play them together, if Atiago is going to come off the bench, or, you know, just how, how they're going to find a system that suits, you know, players' uh, strengths. So it's going to be very interesting to, to see that. It will be, it will be. And I think just seeing how they're going to piece this all together, like you don't have Kev, you do have these other pieces up top, how it's going to quite fit together. Are we going to see more of the same? Are we going to see something a little bit different? We don't yet know at this point. We won't know until about an hour ahead of the game when that team sheet comes out. But definitely a bit of a challenge for for Juan. And and, uh, coming up as well against a a team that 
uh, frequently one of the better squads in this league. Yeah, and Louis City is is, is ranked five, I believe. So in, in the fifth East, East, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a tough it's a tough game, you know. Uh, Phoenix at home, they expected to win, obviously, but recent run of form has not, you know, proved proved that. Mm-hmm. Louis Louis City has also been on a tough run of form. I believe they drawed mm-hmm. one game and they lost the last one. So you know, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle of the midfield, which I think obviously Phoenix is going to win. They obviously very possession oriented, and it's going to be interesting to see who breaks the deadlock first and see who will have to chase the game uh, for 90 minutes. All right, well, we'll probably go into a little bit more detail about Louisville in a sec. But first, have a little sip on the old Four Peaks. i got a kilt lifter here. Four Peaks, one of our good friends. Uh, we've obviously spent a lot of the time down there at their 8th Street pub. We did during the World Cup last year. That was all a very good time. Uh, only got the kilt lifter here because Max, of course, not being here, has not been filling up our fridge. Normally, I would happily go and grab myself a wow, but the kilt lifter, also a good Boo. choice as well. Boo what Max. am I getting booed for? Boo Max. Oh, he's booing Max. Okay, that's Boo. producer Emma there. Booing Max for not making sure that we had sufficient wows in the fridge. I mean, I could have gone for the Sunsboro as well, but there's none of them in there either. So, hey, at this point, it's kilt lifter. At least it's, it's a decent beer, at least. I'm not going to complain too much. Make sure to check them out on social media at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Remember, of course, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. We get the little boomax there in the chat. Thank you. I'm sure that's Emma as well, dumping that one in there. But of course, if you're not feeling necessarily the beers, you can grab yourself a nice Polar Pop, head on down to Circle K. Polar Pops, they stay cold longer while you're out there grabbing your gas, which uh, if you've got those Phoenix Rising 10 cent discount uh, gas cards for Circle K, definitely get yourself a good deal on gas and a good deal on a Polar Pop, and we'll make it an even better deal on the Polar Pop. Make sure you're not missing out right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. You get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop, head to circlek.com slash store dash locator. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Now, as we were just speaking about, Loose City, not on their best run of form. They've actually been, I think, a little bit inconsistent for a lot of this year. Now, looking at their last game against Memphis, it was intriguing to me because I saw a team that put up over 2xG, much like Phoenix Rising did. <laughs> and yet they only scored one goal in that yeah. one against Memphis. Not not really their best day in front of goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this league is, is one of those leagues where on any given day, any team could win. It's it's not one of those leagues where, you know, you say, yes, this team is going to win and you, mm-hmm. you're, you're 100% certain this team is going to win. Uh, so they, they, they are a very tough team and... It's a league also where you could lose two or three games and still be ranked at five. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if, because if you look at Phoenix right now, they're Everyone's eight. dropping points. Yes, yeah, they, they're at eight, but two wins and they'll be at four, four mm-hmm. or five. So, you know, I, I don't really take the standings into consideration as much in this league because I know teams could make a run at the end. There's, there's still a lot of games to go, obviously. You've only got to be in the top eight out of 12. So, I mean... It's, it's, it's not European football where, you know, the top four qualifies for, you know, Europe or that kind of thing. So it's, it's going to be a tough game, I know for sure. 
I think it's going to be a draw. You're going to go with a draw? I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Oh, God. I mean... That's, yeah, you're, I, not, I, you're not going to make people happy necessarily. I, I with that know one. It's, it's not going to make people happy, but I'm, I'm the king of unpopular opinions. So, <laughs> so you know, I think it's going to be a one-one draw because it, it's, it's going to be very tough uh, both ways for both Phoenix and Lu City. So, it's 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 just who wants it more at the end of the mm-hmm. day, and I don't think they they will find out who wants it more at this point. That's interesting. I think, look, when you're looking at Loose City, and I mentioned, look, they had a big, pretty high XG game in the last game. Didn't really do a whole lot with it necessarily. What was also interesting there, to me at least, was that so much of that came in the second half. It feels almost Phoenix Rising-esque in the fact that it's creating chances, (laughs) doing them late, uh, and not really putting a full 90 minutes in there. It's just very Phoenix Rising S to me. Now, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I can see there being a, a bit of a mishmash in terms of the who's really going to come out on top of this one. I, I don't know. I mean, last year it finished nil-nil draw. Right. Um, I mean, this game is very plausible. You're going to see Amadou Dia out there, which we didn't see Amadou Dia in the last meeting between these two sides. He's someone who... Sly now asking for a tower of beer. That's not happening. Amadou <laughs> Dia is someone who really has been pretty good with Lou City this season. When you break down his numbers, you look at him. He's a guy who currently leads them in interceptions. He leads them in tackles one. He leads that team in duels one. He is second on that team in aerial duels one. This guy's doing everything. And this is the thing. We were always, I think, back when Amadou was here, back when Amadou was... And producer Emma will know this. Producer Emma was was here in those days uh, around Phoenix Rising. Amadou was the kind of guy who'd get a lot of plaudits for the fact that he'd love to run forward. He'd love to get involved in the attack out of that fullback position. But I think he used to always get a, a fair bit of criticism as well on times because he wasn't necessarily the best defensively. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that I think that the fans had a right to be upset about that because he was a fullback. Like that was the position he was given. That's like that's your role. I think that the attacking part also did Phoenix Rising a service that people kind of took for granted at a time. I feel like that attacking point really just like gave them the energy that they needed to continue to attack forward. It was such a bummer to see people hate on him, honestly. Yeah, he was always a a really nice guy, I think, to, to talk to. I mean, actually, when you look at it, and this is the key thing here to me, even this year, we talk about all those defensive stats, all those things that he's doing defensively. The guy still is currently joint with Brian Ombi for the most key passes on Lou City's team. So this is someone you've really got to pay attention to because yep. he's going to hurt you when you're attacking. He's going to hurt you when they're attacking. If you're not paying attention to Amadou Dia, and especially because it's the first time in a competitive game, he's coming up against his former club. That's going to be a real problem if you can't keep track of it. And he's a right fullback? He's, he's a fullback, yeah. I mean, quite what, how they choose to deploy him, we'll see. I mean, and Phoenix but, have, have kind of struggled with their fullbacks this season mm-hmm. thus far. If you look at the left-back left, the left position, or the, the position they call left-back, they've been inconsistent in personnel mm-hmm. so far this season. And I think it's something that Lucity could exploit. It's something that they could, you know, get chance, a lot more chances than other teams would get if he is if he does you know perform mm-hmm. and i also saw a stat that said that lucity is coming here for the first time as well 
the Phoenix. Their first competitive game. They came in a friendly one. Right. But yes, so, first competitive you know, match in Phoenix. There's a lot of factors to take in consideration when you think about this game. But I think it, it's something for Lucity to think about, especially when you see, you know, Gabby Torres is now coming back from injury. He plays in that left back type role. Uh, Uzo, he's been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, Jai he comes on as a substitute, which I think he should be starting. Honestly, that's interesting. I'm intrigued. You know, we can actually have a little bit of a back and forth yeah, I, on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you up on that one because Babu Kajai to me is a guy who I've seen frequently. I think he's actually better as a sub sometimes because his main thing that he's got there, he's very good at running at the defense. He's very good at getting into those kind of dangerous positions. But to me, he's still just lacking that little bit in the end product. I, the reason I think he should be starting is that Phoenix starts slow in the mm -hmm. first half. They they always start slow and. He, Jai, when Jai comes on, he brings a different type of energy to the team. It's like they, they, they find him a lot on that left-hand side. And he just, even, even self, the cross, crosses aren't good quality crosses. He still mm -hmm. puts something into the box more times than not. That's and true. I feel like I feel like if Phoenix gets a good start or if they get good starts for the remainder of games this season, they win at least 80% of them. He, for me, he just brings a different type of energy and I think that's what is needed right now for Phoenix, especially in that first half. That's a, that's a good point. I think, look, you're, you're right. Rising have got a, a habit, really, of kind of being a little bit slow out the gates. They let teams hang around in these games, and that's why you end up with things like Las Vegas ultimately managing to sneak a win when they come to Phoenix. Yep. Rising couldn't pull the trigger, couldn't ultimately get on the board and so what you're looking at is you just let this team hang around and hang around and hang around and then eventually they get their one shot on target yep. and it's in the back of the net yep now i mean i i agree with you there's been a lot of inconsistency in those fullback positions a lot of it is forced it's not necessarily things that that juan had a whole lot of choice around you look at eddie manjoma having injuries uzo having injury problems gabby torres having injury problems and all of these things just kind of compounding into a all right, but what are you going to do now with them? Yeah. Because as soon as you think you found a solution, someone Somebody gets else. injured. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at yeah. all. But yeah, I mean, it's it's somewhere I think, yeah, they, they're still kind of feeling things out. If they stick as well with the, the very aggressive nature whereby pretty much all of their width was coming for the most part from the fullbacks yeah. for, or wingbacks perhaps is the better way of describing mm -hmm. them in that case. It opens up spaces out wide or it can open up spaces out wide that someone like uh, an Amadou Dia could, could really take advantage of. That is true. So mm. it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, like I said, they, that is something Lucity could exploit, especially with, with this, him leading all those stats, you know, key passes, you know, aerial, aerial wins, you know. He, if, if he does, you know, put in one or two good crosses without Kevin Lambert with that aerial threat defending, you know, it could be very, it could be a very difficult and long night for Phoenix. And if, if it, it's, it's key on who scores first, mm -hmm. I think whoever scores first obviously has the advantage. If it's not Phoenix, they, they're going to have to chase that game. And from what we've seen so far, they wake up in the 70th minute. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> Trust me, that's a question that people have been asking ever since the Charleston game. And it's not just us asking on the outside. It's been a question that people on the inside have been asking as well. I have no idea why they think at the 70th minute the game starts. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's honestly the slow start, I think, has it, it has killed them thus far this season. And they're going to have to, you know, try to address that somehow. 
Absolutely, absolutely. What, what, one thing that interests me, we've seen Carl Morton, the goalkeeper for Loose City, hasn't really been around lately, not been available for them. They've had to go with Oliver Semley instead. He's actually not been pretty pretty bad, to be fair. Seven goals conceded in 10 games. Not bad numbers to put up, especially when you compare that to Morton, who conceded nine in three yeah. uh, earlier on in the season. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's a younger goalkeeper, 25, just came out of the draft. He was picked uh, in the draft, loaned down to Loose City. And hey, I mean, Loose City have had, he's German as well, Loose City have had some good success with German keepers on loan. They had oh. Ben Lunt, who obviously came to Phoenix, did very well here. But he also, when he was at Louisville, won the uh, Golden Glove at that point with them. There's a lot of success they've had with oh. their, perhaps biggest story though with Louisville still. We've got to, always got to kind of focus on this one whenever you talk about Loose City. It's the fact that Josh Winder recently making the move to Benfica for over a million dollars, which is a USL championship transfer record. record. That's always something that interests me because it's something that I think we've seen this league start to make that pivot towards youth development, towards finding younger players and creating, perhaps as their, their advantage over MLS at times is the fact that they're more willing to engage in those chances with young players, to move them on. And so if you come and play for a USL team, they're willing and ready to let you move on to Europe and try and fulfill your potential. But yeah. to have a, a seven-figure transfer going out of USL Championship, that's just a sign of how good in some ways this league is starting to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the league up close now for a couple of games and it has been one of the toughest leagues, physically at least, that I have seen personally. Uh, and it's a good development uh, phase for a lot of players. I know a, a good bit of players from Trinidad and Tobago who play in the USL and they've gone on to teams in Europe. They've gone to the MS MLS. So, you know, it's, it's a very good stepping stone for... And a lot of these teams, they have coaches who understand youth players a lot better than, you know, probably senior coaches would. Because uh, I, I, I think even Danny Stone, he was a youth, a youth uh, he started a youth yeah. academy at the last team he was at. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good stepping stone for, for young players to get their start in Europe or, you know, any of the bigger leagues in the world. That's something I think we've seen actually Juan really focusing on a little bit more this year. We've seen more of the integration of some of the younger guys. Yeah. Niall Dunn's starting to come back from injury now. That's mm -hmm. a good sign. It's been a while since we've seen Niall, since he signed as a 16-year-old actually yeah. with Phoenix Rising. But he had uh, he had some injury issues, kept down the entirety of last year, kept him out up until this point this year as well. You look at some of the other guys as well that we've seen on the bench, Liam Mullins. You've seen some of the others as well getting in there. And it's... It's good to see from Rising's perspective. But going back to Josh Weiner a little bit here, I'm going to just kind of pick a little bit of this because he's a centre-back. He's His brother as well, Elijah Weiner, also a centre-back, also plays now for Loose City. Okay. Elijah does, uh, his older brother. And um, to me, the thing about Elijah Weiner in this case is that I look at him and see someone who is not necessarily as comfortable on the ball as you maybe want in a centre-back, especially in a more modern kind of game. Modern, yeah. So to me, when you're looking at him, you compare him, especially when you compare him to guys like Sean Touch, and you compare him to some of the others that they have back there. To me, Elijah Winder, he's a guy you want to kind of pay a little bit of attention to. Think about how you're going to press him, perhaps put him under pressure, and how you're going to see if you can win some balls off of yeah. those kind of moments as well. And I mean... Manuel Artiaga, he's a huge striker. He's one of the biggest strikers in this league. Uh, then you have Danny Trejo, who's one of the quickest in the league. So, you know, I, I think if, if they are smart enough, they will look at that, that you know, start all those, those performances from Winder and say, this is the player that we're going to try to get the ball off of when, when he has it. 
And I think that will bring them success. You know, Phoenix, Phoenix have to get more shots on target. At the end of the day, shots on target is what's going to win you games. And, and the more shots you have on target, obviously you're going to score a lot more than if you, if you don't create as much chances. So it's, 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 it's a very tactical league as well. You know, it's, it, it comes down to such minute details that I hope these coaches see like how we here analyzing it. So it's, it's, it's very tactical. And I think that it's going to be who, who wants it more. It's just who wants it more. And I think that is what the final result is going to reflect. Indeed. You know what? I'm going to, you gave your score prediction earlier of a one all draw. I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to go with a 2-1 rising win, no. which <laughs> that's not getting a... <laughs> no shot. Okay. You're, back, no, you're not going with that. Back to Dia. Like, a little bit back to Dia on this. Because honestly, like, man, this, this guy probably has so much pent-up energy to go back and play and show out, mm -hmm. especially after all the hate he got after. Especially after. He didn't get that much support. From the fans after i didn't feel like personally but, i feel like there's very much there's like a cult of hardcore deer fans and yeah. then maybe there's some questions on the other side i would agree yeah. i would agree i feel like his energy is going to be so high that he's going to be wanted to make these plays their energy is going to be up i'm predicting a two to one loss but it's going to be a draw until let's go 70 minute mark okay okay, okay. i think a draw until 70 minute mark then it's going to be a Battle. Amadou gonna score? Ooh, I'm saying assist. assist. You're getting the assist. You're getting I'm the assist. I'm gonna take then. an assist. I, I agree. think he's gonna cross that bitch in. Go he's out gonna, and celebrate in Old Town he after. He's a cheeky guy. <laughs> a mm -hmm. cheeky player. He's not mm -hmm. only physical, but he's cheeky. He is good with the ball. Mm -hmm. He is. He is very, very good with the ball. This feet, and he's very much a guy who's just going to take you on in the attack. And ultimately, if you get that at the fullback position, they do it with some success. Very, very dangerous to try and deal with. But I love that yeah, we have three we've got, different... We've got three different... <laughs> three not different just three results. different score lines. We've got three different results. Yeah. I'm going with a win. I'm in the positive. I, I don't know when I became the positive one on this show. I, apparently, these last few weeks, I have. Apparently. apparently, I'm the positive one. Last year, if you asked anyone, I would have not been the positive no. fan, uh, positive guy last year. Honestly, 1-1 one, one is so positive from me. That That is as nice yeah. as I could be right now, to be honest. Oh, one all these guys. 2-1 loss, says Emma. Really not particularly... Hey, confident in even, that one, Emma. Even Bandito's Bluebird in the chat. This is, it's going to be one nil level. Yeah, I would. It wouldn't shock me. Look, I think it's going to be a game of fine margins. That's yep. why. Look, when you look at all of our score predictions, we got a draw, and we got two people saying that the game is going to be decided by a single goal. I it's an out of sorts Louisville team and an out of sorts Phoenix team. I also think that these results reflect the how the teams have played so far this season. Mm. So it's so inconsistent that you can't really predict. Who is going to come out on top? You know, it's going to come down to those little fine errors or fine, you know, tactical changes. You know, so it's going to be an exciting one, though. I would yeah. definitely bet the three goals, though. Three total goals. You think it's scored. going to be three goals? Three, three goals total goals total. scored. And you can take that bet on DraftKings. Or DraftKings, FanDuel, and BetMGM. Nice little save there attempt by, by Emma as she now rubs her eyes in embarrassment here. <laughs> I have been here since seven in the morning. <laughs> uh, Emma, it sounds like you need to chill out. Sounds like you need to chill out. Maybe get home. 
I need a, and, uh, I need to take some OGs. You're gonna take some OGs when you get back. You know, you know what I really need to try though. What? I heard they got a pink lemonade flavor. That's coming soon. Not ready yet. I know. I need to try that soon. Like they need to Wednesday. put that out. Wednesday. 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 Wow. It's coming soon. So Wednesday, the pink lemonade flavor is dropping. We've also got, of course, the mixed bags. You got the fruits with the watermelon, red apple, and peach. The creams, your blackberries and cream, orange creams, got peaches and cream. And of course, if you're Emma and you need to get a bit of sleep in there, you can go with the Aquaberry Sleep Edition, which will flavor have your you dreams. Those? I have not. Dude, wonderful. Like I, so I can't take melatonin. I feel too groggy in the morning when I wake up if I take melatonin. And it also, it doesn't work fast enough for me. The OGs, Sleepy Time Gummies, 12 out of 10 would recommend. I've taken them. Saul's taken them. His wife has taken them. Espo and his wife, like everyone around here has taken them and they all agree. It is the best sleep. Helps you stay asleep. Helps you fall asleep. It's awesome. And I also have the best dreams. <laughs> Flavor dreams, apparently. Well, you can give. You can give the gift of those dreams if you want. It's Father's Day coming up this weekend. And uh, apparently not an easy one to shop for. So there you go. If you want to go, it's <laughs> just pulling faces. Because I don't have a time. It's never been easier to cross Father's Day shopping off your list. Check out OGs online, ogsbrands.com, and on Instagram, ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. It must be 21 years or older to purchase. And of course, make sure to check out our friends at Valley Taproom. They got 30 odd beers on tap there. Really good beer selection. They've got a lot of other things on Trivia Tuesdays. You probably won't have a show coming up next Tuesday. So you can always go and hit that one up. Unfortunately, I will be in the dark place at his Albuquerque on that night. I won't be able to join, but they also have a great wine selection. Outdoor patio. They've got some light bar menu there, but you can bring outside food in. Really, really nice stuff. Really good time. Make sure to check them out. There's uh, sometimes karaoke on the Saturdays as well. I hear that when Rising don't have a game, we're going to have to take Max Simpson out there. He will be singing in the karaoke. Make sure to tell us in the chat what song Max is going to sing. Check out all the awesome things they've got going on on Instagram at Valley Taproom. And visit them off the 202 and Gilbert. It's a good time. Valley Taproom. Right. As we draw now towards the later stages of this discussion, should we talk a bit about the international football? Because, of oh, course, sure. it is the international break coming up and yep. then we got the gold cup coming up shortly after that we did see of course that CONCACAF nations league first semi-finals happened panama losing in that game to canada 2-0 they will canada will face the winner of the second semi-final tonight which is kicking off in in about 20 minutes time give or take us mexico who are you taking in that one so before before the podcast i was watching the the historical uh few of them usa have won three and draw, draw two, and I don't think Mexico has ever won against the US. Not in recent, in not in recent times. Not in at recent least. times, it's been a little so, while. Unpopular opinion: Mexico one nil. You're gonna have Mexico to uh, kind of buck the trend, which has been very much swinging in the US's favor. There we go. That's not gonna go down well with some of the chat. D Gully saying USA three, Mexico nil. You know what? I mean, Emma, Emma is flying the flag for America here on this podcast tonight. Emma. You feel the eagle burning for your veins at this point. I feel nothing at all. You feel nothing. Who's going to win? You're not even going to give us a prediction. Fantastic. <laughs> there we go. You know what? I'm going to join you Mexico tonight. Mexico for me. I think it's going to be a tight one. I think they're going to miss Tyler Adams a lot. Mm. Think... Wait, you, you think it's going to be a tie? 
No, it's a tight one. Oh. It'll be a tight game. Yeah. It I can't be a draw. That. It's a semi-final. No. I know. <laughs> they I already know. want you out right I now know, for right? not supporting the US. <laughs> uh, um, it sucks because, like, I want to root for them. But I like getting money. And I like betting. <laughs> so it, those two things conflict <laughs> with each other. Because, like, I have a mind and I got a heart. Which one am I going to follow? Mexico on a Cardiff like dry spell, right? Emma, just ban this sly guy, please, from the chat. No, we're not talking about no, Cardiff like sly. that one. They should um, get rid of you too. We're taking some real shots from there, but you know what? As soon as the Nations League is done, because CONCACAF says, you know what? It's not enough to host one tournament in the US in the summer. We That's gotta two. do two. Gold Cup coming up immediately after. You gotta be feeling pretty relieved after the news from this week. I mean, I took a nap. I woke up. Trinidad was in the Gold Cup. <laughs> I mean, it, it don't get much better than that, to be honest. Like, it's remarkable, isn't it? How do you... So Nicaragua, for those of you who haven't seen this, Nicaragua ultimately kicked out of the tournament after playing uh, an ineligible play in eight matches. Eight matches. How do you do that for eight matches? I mean, I kind of get it. CONCACAF hasn't been That's the, true, the but... most, you know... Hey, yeah. at least they're consistent. I mean, true. But, you know, yeah. I, I'd rather they weren't if it was CONCACAF. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, looking at CONCACAF's past. But yeah, you know, looking at CONCACAF's past, I could understand why they would play for eight games. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. You, at, at some point, one of those teams are going to appeal. And, you know, obviously, you will not going to win. It's, it's so blatant, you know. So, And today, Trinidad released their 23-man squad. I think they're one of the first teams to actually release their, their, their 23-man squad. Uh, a lot of teams probably waiting until the last the last minute, but Trinidad have released their squad. I mean, it's a pretty balanced squad in terms of experience and youth. Uh, they have Jovin Jones, Alvin Jones, uh, Kevin Molino. So some notable names in, in U.S. soccer. Uh, but it's not one of the stronger historically squads, especially for Gold Cup. I think Angus Eve is not taking it as serious as most of these other teams, I think they're using it as a tune-up for World Cup qualifiers. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's going to be a very interesting tournament, obviously, especially that group Trinidad has, Jamaica, US, and whoever qualifies from the playoffs. So it's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in that group because that's a tough group, right? US, Jamaica, one of the prelim winners that, if I'm reading this correctly, could actually be Curacao, who've made some noise in this tournament yeah. in the past. Um, not necessarily any of the other prelim winners I'm going to pay much <laughs> attention to there. But that's going to be tough. I mean, I know we, we were chatting about this yesterday. Getting out of the group would be a big result for Trinidad. It, it, it? it would be. I mean, in my opinion, Trinidad and Tobago has had one of the most exciting games in Gold Cup history, that 4-4 draw against Mexico. They are a team that's so unpredictable, you never know how they're going to play in a tournament. Uh, when, when we made the World Cup in 2006, no one expected us to draw against Sweden, against a team with Prime Zlatan and Ibrahimovic. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's one of the stronger squads they've selected, so I don't see them getting out of the group. But if they do get out of the group, you know, it, it will be one of the probably m m more bigger feats that they've done in recent history. So, it's, 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 it's a good... It's a good watch it's a good watch this group a jamaica and u.s opening on the 24th i believe so mm -hmm. 
it's it's going to be very interesting. I've got to be honest, with Trinidad and Tobago in there, it actually now is looking like a more appealing group to me. Yeah. Just as a, as a neutral that's interested in seeing it, I'm just intrigued by that. But one thing we always know, every time you have a gold cup, there's someone that comes out of nowhere and just surprises you. There's always that one country that's just a real shock. I'm, I'm intrigued now. Just looking at some of these, I'm intrigued who, I mean, have you got any ideas for who you think might be the shock this year? Uh, El Salvador. You're going to go with El Salvador. I have a tough group there in El Group Salvador C. El Salvador and probably Qatar. Qatar. Qatar making it to the finals last school cup. Mm. So I think, and they beat Jamaica today. So, I mean, they, they're in some form. They're a, they're a decent they're a decent squad in, in these kind of regional competitions. They didn't show up really in the... World Cup in the in the World Cup. But when you look at the last Gold Cup, you're right. They make it to the semis. They play against the U.S. Not necessarily the U.S.'s best showing in that game. I don't think um, they get past them, of course. But yeah, Qatar could have could have done a bit more. Qatar actually knocking El Salvador out of the last Gold Cup. They did that here in Glendale. Oh. Um, Qatar were up three 0 and El Salvador fighting back in the second half got it back to three two, and that was a, a very very good game in the end for something that we thought at halftime was probably over yeah i'd be intrigued i think either of those two sides could could throw up a bit of a shock yeah. um I, I i think look if there's one thing i know about the gold cup is that much like usl championship always pick the least <laughs> reasonable outcome yep. unless unless you're talking about the final being that concrete have somehow made it us mexico once again in that case, always pick the most likely scenario i mean i i, I think that's looking like the final right now but I think Canada, Canada could sneak in. I think Canada very huge underdogs in most tournaments that they go in. At the World Cup, they had not a bad showing, in my opinion. I mean, they won one, they lost one, and I believe they drew one. So it's 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 it. Canada is is a team. They have experience in Alfonso Davies. They did well in the qualifiers. They did very yep. well in the qualifiers. So I think playing these Concacaf nations who are way lower than them in the rankings, it's it's it's. They, they should be a little more favorite to at least get to the finals. If they win, I mean, obviously, it's going to be huge for Canada's uh, football. But we'll we'll see how things go. I mean, as you said, it's just like the USL. You can never predict who is going to, to win on any given day. Yeah, and I mean, they're in a group. It's got Guatemala, it's got Cuba, and then it's got one out of Antigua and Barbuda, Guadalupe, Guyana, or Grenada. Not necessarily the most the strongest of groups in this, especially when you compare that to something like a, a group C that's got Costa Rica, Panama and El Salvador. That's, that's a tough one yep. for me. And yeah. even group A now. Yeah. Group, group A is, it's, it's, it, it's most likely going to be the US and Jamaica, but I'm, I, I will never count that out of any tournament that they're in, <laughs> even though they're, they're so unpredictable and it's so hard to root for them sometimes. But, uh, yeah, most of these groups now have become a little more competitive and I don't think with the quali the prelim qualifiers that it, it will get any more competitive because of the quality of those uh, teams. But it, it's it's still going to be a very good tournament, I believe. And in four weeks' time, we'll see who comes out on top. We will. We will. Well, that's drawing us now towards the conclusion of our show tonight. I will say this. Currently wearing a PHNX shirt. Uh, you're not currently wearing any PHNX gear there, Emma, which is... Letting the letting the side down. She's just staring at me now. She's grabbing a mic. No, but um, Espo ordered this double X um, Australia Jock Landell jersey, and it came as a four extra small. And that fitter, yeah, it fit me. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. very sad. 
Yeah. No PHNX gear. I got no a PHNX gear. Bad MGM hat though. <laughs> Just tosses it as. But remember, you can. Uh, there's actually a special deal going on on the PHNX locker at the moment. Coming up for Father's Day, you can get a special deal of I believe it's buy one and get one half off. Is that true, Emma? Yeah, I don't know the graphics. Okay, it is indeed. It is indeed the case. So t-shirts, hats. Lots of good stuff on there. We've got the, the PHNX Rising gear. We've got the PHNX Rising scarf. You've got loads of stuff for our other shows as well, all the other beats. Lots of stuff, including, I believe, a new D-back shirt just dropped as well this week. So make sure to go out and check that out on the PHNX locker as Emma is very slowly trying to get the uh, information slow. up for her here. She's moving as fast as she can, she says. She's moving as fast as she can. There we go. The PHNX locker. Buy one, get one. Half off on all shirts and hats through June 18th for the Father's Day sale. Make sure to check it out. PHNXlocker.com. Right. Well, thank you for taking the time to come and join today. No problem. Anytime. 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 Well, hopefully you'll be back, I'm sure, in a, yes. a few weeks' time as we talk about how... Uh, both Trinidad and Tobago and Jamaica managed to mastermind their way out of that group. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having Indeed. Well, make sure to tune in on the weekend after the game at uh, 58th Street in Washington. We'll be breaking things down on the PHNX Rising post-game show. You can, of course, tune in as well to the pre-game show on AC Family Sports and Entertainment Network if you won't be there in person. Make sure to tune in to that. We'll be chatting through everything you need to know going into the game. Until then... Good night.